Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 147, the third Sunday of Lent, Year C. This program is dedicated to the memory of my beloved aunt, Mary Hodge, who entered eternal life on Wednesday the 13th of March 2019. A woman of faith, hope and love, who ran the good race, who fought the good fight and who kept the faith. May she rest in peace. Amen. When I prove my holiness among you, I will gather you from all the foreign lands, and I will pour clean water upon you, and cleanse you from all your impurities, and I will give you a new spirit, says the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, as we gather together for this third Sunday of Lent, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Have mercy on us, O Lord for we have sinned against you. Show us, O Lord, your mercy, and grant us your salvation. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verses 1 to 8 and 13 to 15. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him, in a flame of fire out of a bush. Moses looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight, and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Then God said, Come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. 
God said further, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses said to God, If I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name for ever, and this is my memorial for all generations. The Word of the Lord The Lord is merciful and gracious. My soul give thanks to the Lord. All my being bless his holy name. My soul give thanks to the Lord, and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. The Lord does deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel's children. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. The Lord is merciful and gracious. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 10, verses 1 to 6 and 10 to 12. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did, and do not complain as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, 
Lord Jesus Christ. Repent, says the Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. Jesus was teaching the crowds. Some of those present told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig round it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord May the words of the Gospel wipe away our sins. In the second reading today, St. Paul has some very strong words for the community in Corinth. St. Paul warns them very sternly to be on their guard. And he lists three different dangers that can poison any community. Complacency, self-indulgence, and a culture of complaint and negativity. Each of these three vices are absolutely lethal to any community. Criticism, gossip and complaint in a community will rip the community apart and render it useless. The readings this weekend also highlight the vital connection between God's nature and the doing of justice and between our God of love who acts on that love in practical ways to help those in need. In the first reading, God sees the need of his beloved people who are being mistreated. God is determined to do something about it, to free them from their terrible situation. And then God acts definitively in history by calling upon his servant Moses to set my people free. And God doesn't stop at that. The Lord then works with and through Moses and his brother Aaron and the people of Israel to achieve that freedom that God desires for his people. It's God's action with the cooperation of people who are open and positive towards God's will. Many people throughout history have asked, how can God stand by and see so much suffering and so much injustice in the world and not do something about it? But in reality... God sees and cannot stand the wrongdoing and injustice in the world. And God has done something. God continues to do something about it. 
particularly God calls and commissions people of goodwill everywhere, just like Moses, to do something about what is wrong. As the saying goes, God has no other hands on earth but ours. God wants us to use our hands, our heart and our voices to bring help and justice to people in need. The message that God is with his people is found even in God's name, which is revealed to Moses in the first reading. God's very name means many wonderful and mysterious things. And very basically, God's proper name translates as I am. And this also means, among many other things, that God is. I am with you. God promises to be with all who strive and work for justice in the world. And God is very much with us who are suffering and in need. In the midst of suffering and evil in the world, God is with us. God is suffering in and with the people as close as possible to those who are enduring these experiences. Today's Gospel emphasises that proclaiming the good news of the Kingdom cannot be separated from history, nor from what is happening in our lives. Rather, proclaiming the Gospel includes reflecting deeply on what's going on in our lives and in our world now, and seeking to interpret our lives in the light of the Gospel and in the light of Jesus' values. So too the events of our lives enable us to better understand the scope of Christ's message. In this really important gospel passage, our Lord uses two events which were at the time immediate current day happenings. Jesus makes it clear, really clear, that there is no connection between sin and the misfortunes which may happen to us, whether their cause is human willpower as in the example of Pontius Pilate killing worshippers, or even in an accidental situation when a tower collapses on people. By this statement, Jesus goes against the very common concept of his time, according to which diseases, misfortune and poverty are seen as the consequences of sins committed by the people in those situations one still gets a whiff of this same awful mentality even to this day. And our Lord is clearly aware that this adds an additional amount of suffering and misery to people already suffering harsh circumstances. Insult is added to injury by the wrong suggestion that the poor and the sick and the victims of crime or accidents have somehow brought these situations on themselves or are being paid back for their wrongdoings or someone they know and somehow they're deserving of the misfortune that's happening to them. What a terrible thing to do to people who are already suffering from all sorts of hardship and then they're burdened with this extra painful sense of guilt for what they're suffering. Our Lord showed that he always cares very much about the poor and the suffering and he also points out that if that was really the way God worked everyone could expect buildings to fall on top of them for there are a great many wrongs throughout any community and most of the wrongs are not visited with any kind of divine or natural or even human retribution. 
So the Lord frees us from this concept, which prevents us on one hand from facing the real causes of evils and wrong befalling us, because people are wrongly attributing these terrible events to some kind of fatality that they have no power over, and plunges them into passivity, unable to do anything but accept what has happened as something that they deserved. To advocate an image of God as one who works through the malice of others or natural disasters to punish the wicked is to terribly distort the true image of our God of love and life. Unavoidable disasters and events and even bad things happening at the hands of malicious people is not a sign that the victim is being punished. If one wants to see where the hand of God is to be found in the midst of disaster and tragedy, don't look for God as the cause of the disaster. Rather, look for God's hands embracing the mourner, bandaging the wounded and feeding the starving. A more helpful sign of the results of sin is the failure to bear fruit in situations where it's possible to bear fruit. As our Lord states in this parable immediately following, in the Gospel, Jesus reminds us that God is not filled with anger, vengeance and summary justice, but God is a loving parent, long-suffering, forbearing. But of course, things can happen that cut short our time on earth, so God doesn't want us to take for granted things that are happening, and God wants us to, to use now to do what needs to be changed. God is patiently waiting for and encouraging our deeds and waiting for the good fruits of our faith, hope and love. Jesus is the God not of punishment but of infinite patience, mercy, justice and love. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. God has rescued people from slavery and brought them to the promised land. Let us confidently ask for our needs. For the Church, that it may continue to proclaim the challenging message of the crucified Christ. Lord, hear us. For people and nations suffering from injustice and persecution, that their stand for freedom and justice may be rewarded. Lord, hear us. For all who make our laws, that they will uphold the Christian values. Lord, hear us. For our community, that we may live by the truth and justice of the decrees of the Lord. Lord, hear us. For all those in ill health, 
and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For all the faithful departed, that they may come to share in the fullness of life in the risen Lord, especially those for whom we now pray. Mary Hodge and all those in our prayers and thoughts. Lord, hear us. Eternal God, we ask you to listen to our prayers so that we may come to appreciate more deeply the life you call us to share with you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Be pleased, O Lord, with these sacrificial offerings, and grant that we who beseech pardon for our own sins may take care to forgive our neighbour. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by your gracious gift each year, your faithful await the sacred paschal feasts with the joy of minds made pure, so that more eagerly intent on prayer and on the works of charity, and participating in the mysteries by which they have been reborn, they may be led to the fullness of grace that you bestow on your sons and daughters. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her young. By your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, 
Blessed are they who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. Let us pray. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us in mystery may come to true completion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Direct, O Lord, we pray, the hearts of your faithful, and in your kindness grant your servants this grace, that, abiding in the love of you and their neighbour, they may fulfil the whole of your commands. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you.